Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined on my right, Daniel Kruper. Hello. On my left, Chris Tilly. Hello, Bob people. And somewhere like north, north east is uh, Luke Marley. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. A man who's never been to the northeast. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. What's the furthest north you've ever been? The Watford Gap. That's quite far north though. No, I'm lying. I've been to Scotland somewhere. Edinburgh. Good. Right. Uh, this is my first podcast in, what, two weeks, three weeks? Three weeks. Three I, weeks, I, I wasn't believe, on the yeah. one before that, yeah. So are we going to have a significant bump in quality? I hope I so. I doubt it. Do you want to recap? <laughs> on what's <laughs> happened? Should we do all that? <laughs> say everything that's happened in all the podcasts. Go on then, very quickly. Um, we got a bit of negative feedback. I, saw, I, I read that. Mm. We, oh, we took a beating. We took a, we took a battering, but well, we got some nice feedback to make up for it this week, yes. so that's... You take the rough with the smooth. Is that, Any, the, is that the only highlight? Is anything that, else happen? Did I make you laugh? Sometimes make you laugh. Don't you I? sometimes make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. It, gets the, it gets the giggles. It does true. Um, oh, we had some special guests, didn't we? We had some nice drop-ins. Yeah, so we had... Um, nice drop-ins. We had the guys from Gfinity came along after following on from the big G3 tournament in London last weekend. And who else did we have on? Jason well, Bloom. We also had Jason Bloom. I was, was here for that was one. Was that last three weeks? I was here for that one. Were you here for when we dropped it in? Oh, maybe not. Well, we oh, did. the magic of the podcast ruined. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sometimes we'll we, we film these things years in advance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's good. But this one's going to be better. Of course, because I'm back. Yeah. What have you been doing, Alex? Where have you been? I've been on holiday. Oh, you look very Is that why you look like a, a brown nut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wow. going to go somewhere near that and I steered clear. So, <laughs> so you're going to go near his brown nut. <laughs> you said <laughs> I look mahogany. You said I look like a brown nut. Yeah. Got- Cooper? Um... Teak. You look like the old man in the sea. I was going to go more David leathery. Dickinson. Leathery. You look varnished, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I don't look leathery, you mother. <laughs> Not getting any younger. Um, did you have a, where did you go and did you have a nice time? Up your arsehole. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Stank. Oh, now we know why he's brown. Oh, oh uh, Where did you go, Alex? I went yeah, like, to my fault. the east coast of France, thank you very much. Uh, I went camping. And uh, first night, I got food poisoning. So. Mm. Does France have an east coast? Oh, no, so it's west coast. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Geography win for Kamali. Hey, you, you, go. you got the, this beach is crap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a mountain. Because it's Holland. <laughs> yeah. Any tips for, for campers out there, for king campers? Uh... <laughs> Book a hotel. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's really hard work. Yeah. The last holiday I went on, for me, a holiday is doing nothing. I actually did quite a lot of cooking and washing up and things like that. How did yeah. you get on with the toilet situation? There was a toilet there and it flushed. Oh, okay. Well, well you know, well. Well. <laughs> yeah. but camping toilets are a little bit. We were in a caravan. It wasn't like. Oh, one of those. Okay. Yes, one of those. <laughs> I don't think you've ever stayed one of those, in one, one of those. those. No, I did. I went, Euro, I went to Eurocamp in France, oh, actually. Yeah, so when there I was you younger. go. It's, one it's, it's one like those Euro carriers. worst week of my life. One of those pleb carriers. Yeah. They shuttle up and down the highways, um, and some people will have it was you, static. And some actually. people really, <laughs> yes. How do they get On there? Breeze blocks. Uh, I don't know. It was built there. Oh. Um, and some people will have you believe this podcast has lost its focus. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You've been playing games. And you've been watching <laughs> films. Yeah, let's talk about been doing our jobs. What games have you been watching? Playing. <laughs> <laughs> what films have you been playing? I've been playing The Last of Us Remastered, which we talk about at the end of last week's podcast. I've been messing about a lot with the photo mode. Mm. I've gone all David um, Bailey. So I've seen it briefly, and my first impression was that the graphics are a little bit too high definition. Yeah, so it kind of betrays... Is it like, you know... (laughs) That's my critical (laughs) riposte there. Um, Take that. Um, I think we can all agree that, obviously, The Last of Us is a beautiful-looking game. Yeah, yeah. But the bump in definition almost makes, well, it shows the imperfections more, I think. Yeah, I think... um, It's not an ugly looking game, but it looked perfectly different. I suppose it's the equivalent to like if you got a super remastered copy of a film and you realise that maybe some of the sets weren't all that. Yeah, I was thinking about Doctor Who when you were talking about it. Is it like having a remastered version of Doctor Who? It's not quite that bad. When you make the jump to BBC High Definition, you realise Fiona Bruce looks okay, but not as good as the makeup or standard F have you believe. Gee whiz. That's Hugh not... Edwards, don't get me started on him. He is falling apart at the seams. You're what? a fan of Fiona Bruce. She's all right. Fiona not once I've got high definition. Fiona Bruce or Susanna Reid? Susanna, Susanna Reid. Every time. Well, yeah. she's Palace fan. Is she? Well, yeah. well, I don't know much more about her, but... Oh, but they used to have a thing for Susanna Reid. She's oh. a, an attractive lady. Yeah. What's she doing now? 
She's, she did that. She went to the dark side. ITV. Again, some people will have you believe we've lost our focus. I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 to them, I disagree. What uh, films have you been uh, watching? Are you done with Last of Us? Well, I was going to talk about the first murder, but... I've gone there. Is a photo murder. Right, can take over to you, Chris. <laughs> I've got all authority. I've been taking it, I've been messing with my depth of field, framing stuff. What's the That's best what thing about the remastered version of the game? Is it the photo mode? I was, the best thing about it is it's Last of Us. Hmm. That's a good enough reason, I think. Fair enough. Yeah. Films? Yeah, I, I saw The Expendables 3 and The Inbetweeners 2. So talk about Inbetweeners later, because that's obviously out this week. Yeah, I mean, but they're, they're a bit comparable, really. They're just sequels that are quite similar to their predecessors. Right. They're quite hard to review, the two of them, really, because there's just... When you've reviewed one of the previous films, you know you you're saying a lot of the same oh, things, you know what, really. You know what would have been really good? You should just copy and pasted your last review. I told go, Rich about doing is, that because he was doing the video review. It's like... This is what they did. So just this exchange is what I'm doing. E explosions for knob gags. And <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. They're both good, though. They're both passable. Um, Expendables. Uh, we did I did a fun interview with Statham and Stallone, which will be going live next week. And we also had Terry Crews into the office. Anyone who came to our IGN uh, quiz, and thank you if you did come, will know that uh, we did quite a lot of shooting with Terry Crews. He popped up several occasions during the quiz asking questions. Went on a spree. Um, but yeah, we got some fun stuff with Crews as well. And the film, the film's out on August 14th, and it's, it's good fun. If you like Expendables yeah. 1 and 2, you'll like 3, basically. Simple as that. Never seen one. Or two. No. And probably won't see three. No. Antonio Banderas, I think, is the MVP this time around. Uh, and Wesley Snipes is good as well. He's very often the MVP these days, Antonio Banderas, mm. rather than the, the star or the leading man mm. or the, you know, the, he's... What do you mean he, by MVP? Most, most valuable, valuable player. player. I know that, but what in, what, in what what the context of this? Well, because they bring loads of new guys in and Secret it's like, weapon. who makes their mark? It's hard to make your mark in that ensemble and he really stands out. Okay, right. Fine. But I he's playing that, like, like uh, but he's like, he's come from a broad comedy. But <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing. He's best in small doses when he's mm. playing off like he's a sporting actor and he can do his thing. But if he's the leading man, he's like, that is too much Antonio. Please put away your chest. <laughs> I love your medallion chest, collection. He is pussing boots, yeah. So that's the thing that I remember him most for. Zorro. I mean, that's and, the gift, and the gift that keeps coming on um, IGN about, you know, him going the whole like thing about when he's... That looks like he's yeah, you, didn't say, you, you didn't say I, any words then. You yes. No, when he, when he kind of like... <laughs> I know what you're the, talking about. The PlayStation 4 thing. You know what I'm on about, right? Yes, but at the same time, as an actor, you don't want to be remembered your finest work being a gif. Especially... Oh, no, yeah, well... What is it? It's like, there's this gif that keeps doing the rounds and I don't actually know the origins of it. It's oh, kind of like the PlayStation 4 was unveiled before him and he keeps going like... Or is that that's a beautiful play console? And then during with the Spike the Spike Awards that they did a, a version with Joel from The Last of Us. Has anyone missed all of this? No idea <laughs> what you were talking about. I spent maybe much, our listeners know. Yeah, I spent too much time in the comments on the site. But yeah, we'll have Just more going, on <laughs> more on in between us at the end of the show. <laughs> yes, uh, but for now, let's move on to this week's news. And Luke, you are up first. I am. Ubisoft have had another leak. Mm. Sad them. Um, so Assassin's Creed Rogue has been leaked, um, and then it was announced later in the day with the uh, Game Informer cover. So Assassin's Creed Rogue is the game formerly known as Assassin's Creed Comet, yep. which is the version of the game that's coming out for PS3 and Xbox 360, and it is out on November the 11th. So it leaked. Is it, it's officially come out now? They've they officially added, revealed it. So it's, it's also the Game Informer's and cover. Yes, they yep. released a cinematic trailer as well. Um, so... Uh, pretty much everything that's been we've been getting you know dribbled about has been true. So you play as <coughs> Shay Patrick Cormac, who is an Irish fella. Really? I know. Captain Obvious has arrived. <laughs> Basically, it's <laughs> not like the test grouping. It Patrick Cormac. Does that name say? Is it Irish or not Irish enough? <laughs> I think it could be more Irish. Can we get no in there? Shea? No Connor in can, there? Can uh, you say it with an Irish accent? I was going to and I decided not to. But Shay Patrick Cormac. Ooh, he went yeah, kind yeah. of Northern Irish. Yeah, at the end. He went to a bit of a Belfast lilt. Whoops. Political. Um, so basically that's been confirmed. Um, takes place around a similar time to Assassin's Creed 3 with links to the Kenway family. Everyone's favourite family from Assassin's Creed. Um, and apparently it'll also overlap a bit with Assassin's Creed 4, and then at the very end you'll see how it links into Unity. I mean, the one interesting part you have is you play as a temp as um, an assassin yep. for the first half of the game, and then some stuff goes down, and he basically decides this isn't right, and decides to switch sides and become a Templar. Yeah. He goes rogue. 
if you will. Yes, and then the, tra- on the trailer he goes, I'm not going to do the accent. Yeah, well, for I For obvious did. reasons. Is he Irish? He is. And he's like, oh, I'm going to follow my own creed. Boom. I'm going to follow my own creed. He does that and he does that. Hello there. I'm going to follow my own wow. creed. Well, that's, uh-uh. It's not I very can... menacing when you do it, but in the trailer it kind of worked. <laughs> it did. Okay. So yeah, November the 11th, that's out. But this keeps happening to Ubisoft. Leaking. Mm. I remember, I actually don't remember a time when an Assassin's Creed game was officially announced. I don't remember that. Probably the first one. Black Flag. That was leaked. leaked. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3 leaked. Unity leaked. Well, the big question that lots of people not have very, been asking... Not very stealthy for a game about <coughs> no. assassins. The question that a lot of people are... So this isn't... It isn't coming to PC either. It's only coming to... The Far Cry leak. Four, yeah. Four. Some stuff leaked. Yeah. Wasn't it the... About elephants and stuff. We, about Actually, setting the Himalayas with uh, elephants. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. But they can that keep leak. secrets, though. They can keep secrets. Like Siege, um, Patriots being rebranded and reconceptualized yeah. as but Siege was kept secret. Were, Watch, Dogs was kept a, I do, Watch Dogs was kept a secret. I do wonder... The Division was kept a secret. yeah done on purpose mm. but how many times can you do it before it becomes yeah, but, in itself but like, at the same at the same time we you always have these trailers ready don't they we report twice on it because we're like oh it's been leaked oh it's official double the hits well, oh the cl- it's official because oh they have this trailer ready quickly the yeah. classic example of that would be um, I mean Mortal Kombat X mm. that was announced the week before E3 and you don't you don't really want to announce during a conference like that like our oh, blog rolls just flying up you don't you know you're going to get that missed. wasn't leaked though um, it leaked earlier during the day and Slightly then again early. miraculously they were like oh well you may as well have this trailer yeah. right. um, and it's like wow that looks like a trailer that you cut together instantly um, so, yeah. Yeah. but yeah so there's that um, and then something else has come out today saying that there may be no multiplayer but it will have the ship aspect that Black Flag had which I quite like <laughs> Basically, because we've had to make this game in a year, so we're going to use a massive <laughs> game mechanic we already have built. Yep. Um, it's set on the east coast of America, Alex. Does that excite you? Going to New York? The Atlantic in, in Ocean. The, in the olden days. Which isn't the west coast, just... I get very easily confused. <laughs> um, uh, and you can go to the Arctic, where it's all icy. Where was three set then? Three was set in sort of New England, so Boston. Bits of it go to New York. Apparently, it's yeah. a different... Ty- it's like a slightly different New York. Mm. That's all I've got yeah. for you. I wonder how much of the previous games you need to play to understand how it all links together. Well, it just feels like it's getting to be convoluted. Well, so, people are claiming yeah. then if they've only got an next-gen console and it ties into the story of Unity. Yeah. Is it a matter of time it. until it's announced the next year? They announced that it's going to be available on next gen. They might do that. They might do the HD remaster. HD remaster, but, Assassin's Creed Rogue. But uh, that brings up an interesting question with these with the games like this. Mm. Can you just walk in at like the fourth, the fifth? episode um, I think version of the game and be able to should you be able to play it or do you need all this with, with, with Assassins in, in particular what they've done there's been groups of games that have been structured tightly together mm. so um, there was like a trilogy after there was the Assassin's Creed 1 and then there was three games that kind of tied more tightly together the third one kind of fed in but then Assassin's Creed 4 the pirate one which came out last year was kind of a standalone title yeah. and it was made by another team that almost kind of poked fun at how convoluted Assassin's Creed got so it gave you this chance to just jump in and be a pirate it's basically a pirate game that was using imagery and certain story elements from mm. the Assassin's Creed universe I don't know whether they're going to start a new period a new cycle where it mm. becomes very convoluted again mm. this rogue game sounds like more like a one shot yeah like you're playing as this rogue you don't need to know a lot of the Assassin's Creed mythology right. because you, you've betrayed it all and you're kind of a lone gun kind yeah. of dude um, and it also, it's also giving you both sides of the conflict. So, you know, that that's possibly introducing you a bit more. I mean, you're, I know what you're saying, because when Square released uh, Lightning Returns, or like Final Fantasy thirteen, mm. they did Final Fantasy thirteen one, Final Fantasy thirteen two, and then they rebranded the third one. I think that's the, Lightning worst, Returns, Final I think that's Fantasy the worst series for feeling a sort Completely, of... Completely. Yeah. Because so, there are so many tropes and things. I'd almost expect that from Final Fantasy, though, but... This uh, the Assassin's Creed seems main, much, yeah. yeah, it seems like uh, the point uh, of entry should I be easier. I think if you want to have fun, yeah, yeah, I agree. You, I think all of them are structured in a way that if it's your first one, you can still have a good time. But if you were there for the story, you mm. probably have already played the previous ones. If you're yeah. that in, into yeah. it for the story, it's not like I think. Effect. And then the other ones are appealing. Like, hey, do you, do you like pirates? Maybe this one. You more interested in like you know French Revolution? Is that a cool setting for you? Maybe mm. get it this year. Maybe it just takes you fancy depending on the setting being the kind of biggest hook about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much all we have on Rogue. But with Gamescom next week, I'm sure we'll find out. Long, more. What about you, Alice? Would that get you interested or not? Like, so you, you're quite apathetic when it comes to the Assassin's Creed series yeah. now. Is anything going to draw you back in? 
a completely fresh start. What about I don't Unity wa- though? Like complete yeah, next gen build. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the stuff that I've saw of that at E three looked interesting. Co op. I I'll never play co op. Mm. Oh, okay. Cheers. <laughs> so you, not that, but just the I setting. I quite like the ships the from Assassin's Creed. 4, See, I, I'm so, so over that. It's like, really? It just feels like they invented that mechanic and now they they're throwing it in every single game. It's like enough. Yeah. Do something else. Will They've you, also announced DLC for it already. Chris is trying to make a joke. What is okay. it? No, it wasn't going to be a joke. Was it not? I was going to ask if you'd see the film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Because that's two hours and, the, and I'm done. Yeah. Whereas I played about six hours of Assassin's Creed Black Flag and I actually got really bored of doing all the pirate stuff. It's like, just let me get on with it. So, mm. there you go. Anyway, uh, news of a remake of a remake. Resident Evil 1 is coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PS3 and Xbox 360 and PC. Sad, Yay! Sad Dan Kilby, former yes. podcast former person. Life. He's, he's a big. He's very excited. excited by yeah, it. he's over the moon. Wait, we so should have got him to do a little drop in for this. Yeah, I just find it so psyched. Resident Evil One was a fantastic game. The GameCube remake, which is this, is based on. Yes. was a fantastic game as well. But even that remake is now twelve years old. Yeah, this is surely it cannot stand the test of time. It depends so on how much work ju- they've done so to it. So let me it. give you some These details. Are- so if you buy it on uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC, it'll be 1080p, lovely, sharp graphics, uh, 5.1 surround sound. Uh, older consoles will have 720p. I still don't... Surely a PlayStation 3 can handle Resident Evil in 1080p. Surely. don't know. Anyway. We, we, we're getting into an era where we need to start... I think it's a, a kind of a necessity. We need to start distinguishing between the terms remaster... Yeah. Remake. So this is because this is a remake. Surely. No, no, this is a remaster. Well, it says re- remastered. It, this is a remaster, not a remake. Okay, so so a remaster would be it is essentially a higher res version yeah. of the same code. A yeah. remake, you're doing new code with new, completely new assets. Yeah. Like, and so the thing here for me is not so much the visual representation of the game because I'm sure it looked pretty, but the game mechanics are old now, yeah. and you know. Resident Evil 4 reinvented Resident Evil yeah. for, but, but, but that's for better in, but, in my but eyes. But that's integral to how you play that game. Like it, it's, it's just, just the way that you, know, like you turn when you on read, the spot. But it's like if you read an like a older text, like you read a Victorian novel or something, yeah. the language doesn't flow as if a mo- you read a modern novel. Yeah, and no, I think I it's that, that kind of that. thing. If you get rid of that, then you might as well just remake it rather than me- remastering it. Yeah. I think that you get into an era where if you're going to start taking video it? games as art or whatever, or cultural artifacts, you want to preserve their original form because it's rude and it's kind of um, disrespectful to kind of reinvent them if that's what you're if your whole thing is to yeah. like this is the original experience it because you don't have original playstation anymore this is the best way to enjoy this game today so i would rather they remade it right okay and had all of the uh, the pedigree of the original you know try and set out with what the original did but with fresh game design for argument's sake would you not would you not if there was a team a talented team doing that why not just make an entirely new game then well, yeah, well, like then it doesn't but, have but, to be the original. But then. it doesn't have to follow the original in terms of, uh, you know, scene by scene. Yeah. But you know, I just remember the first time you see the giant snake yeah, and yeah. they're trying to sort of relive that. To me, that sounds more like it'd be it, you. That's more like what they did with Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like a get reboot. a talent scene yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe take it back to its roots. Yeah. But then don't, that's that's a new thing. That's a reboot. Yeah. Because oh my god, they introduced a new term, reboot. Because that's the that's the other danger, right? That's the one that's always thrown around with the whole Final Fantasy VII thing of they should remake it. What if it's not as good? Yeah. Because as well, if yeah. it's not as good and it just damages that I brand, I think I'm and less that. for remakes and more for remastered versions because you want to like you want to like because video games, unlike other things, you get rid of the old technology that mm. lets you play them. Yep. It goes up in attics. You flog it. You mm. can't play your old copies of games now. Virtual Console and Wii, certain downloadable titles gain you access to old games. And I think in the future it'll be like subscription model. You want access to all these great classics, which at the moment are by and large unplayed. You might not play them every day, but it'd be cool to have access to them but if you want. At the same want. time, I just want to see some new games. Yeah. yeah. I know, we but seem it's, to be it's having like, delays and remasters. It's like little, little kid Chris, if he was growing up super into films and he had no way to watch okay. some of the classics, what would you do? Same with the kid growing up today. If they want to go back and play know, Prepper mm. the Rapper, it's not very easy to do that. No. I think it's like a heritage thing. If like video games to grow, they need to know where they've been and what they've done. Otherwise, you've got a whole catalogue of games that are inaccessible yeah, I'm just not sure I just don't think that 
I might be completely wrong, but somebody who's just gone and bought PlayStation 4 is probably not thinking, get, I've got to go and get Resident yeah. Evil 1. It's people no, like I know. I think Dan that, Kilby who I want to video games, reinvigorate that Video spot. games, like, especially big... It's more all about geared to what's next. Yeah. And I think that's probably because it's quite a young kind of uh, medium and it hasn't got enough history to be as kind of reflective as but that's films also, yet. I would say that's mm. also because... if. Th- Video games rely so heavily on technology, which advances yeah. so quickly. Mm. Um, and and I do think that the mechanics will probably feel old in this game. And mm. it's like, you know, uh, the remake of um, uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Loved it because I loved the original. Whereas Kilby, somebody introduced new to that game, just like, I still don't understand this game. Mm. It feels archaic the way it works. Yeah. And I can't see how I this think, is going to Yeah, be I think you're right. That's kind of like the same. I think the analogy, like an old kind of, some old films the pacing, the sensibility to an old film, the way it's edited can feel really slow. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, something like Bullet, the first time I watched that, I was like, for a film that's always lauded for being like the greatest action, like chase mm-hmm. sequence, you're like, actually, it's a pretty slow movie in many ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, I think the technology is the big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that changes, well, it changes all the time, constantly. So, anyway. Sad news from Chris Tilly. Yeah, have we got any Studio Ghibli fans in the house? Yes. <laughs> so I've, I've, seen, I've never seen a Studio Ghibli mm. film. You've not even seen Spirited Away? That's one oh, I've not people. seen any of them. Wow. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> you a fan? Um, yeah, I like some of the work. I haven't seen everything, but I've seen a lot of the early stuff and the mid stuff. I never saw a lot of the recent films. What's your the last fav- one I saw was Howl's. What's your favourite, Luke? I like Howl's. Um, I think probably Howl's is probably my favourite just because it's by uh, based on the book by Diana Wynne Jones which is the who is a Welsh author who I quite like um, you only like Welsh things pretty much yeah Case. okay well this is this is sad news and it was a strange story because it was developing all through the week it's quite hard to explain it actually uh, but um, it sounds like Studio Ghibli might be closing down or might not so the first reports... Well, I thought um, they came out and said they were. Anyway, well, yeah, the explain. first report, the Ghibli general manager, uh, Toshio Suzuki, uh, it was translated as him saying the production department of anime will be dismantled. Uh, and then there was another report, uh, another translation, saying that he was simply musing that studio production will be dismantled, but it was not a definitive decision. And then the third update was that um, the studio would be taking a small break to reassess the situation. Uh, and uh, people were saying it sounds like they're going to do some housekeeping there, some house cleaning or restructuring. It's basically because Hayao Miyazaki, who was the co-founder, right? He's mm. retiring and he's like, he's 72, I think. Yeah. You know, he's been there since the beginning. Um, his son's come in, uh, Goro Miyazaki. He's all right, but, you know, he hasn't quite got the same. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. he's released uh, like two or three films and one, the first one absolutely bombed. Um and so he hasn't quite managed to capture the same spark that, that his dad brought to it. Mm. And there's still a lot of talented people there, but, you know, everything about Hayao Miyazaki is just interwoven throughout every level of that studio. And so him going, I think what they're saying is it does necessitate a reevaluation of their processes and where they go next. Yeah, I think there's a, there's two or three problems there. They haven't found someone to fill his shoes. Yeah. You know, they've not uh, had a successor waiting in the wings. Mm. Um it costs a lot of money what they do. Hand-drawn animations becoming more expensive all yep. the time. Yep. And they've refused to make the transition to CG and they have a lot of 3D. people on staff, whereas yeah. a lot of the animation yeah. studios increase when it gets to crunch. Yep. They just keep a lot of people. Yeah, their salaries are apparently about $20 million a, a year. It's, it's, they're spending, they're, they're hemorrhaging money. And also in the last three, four years, they've not really had a hit. The films they've done have been really, even the good ones, even... Um, Miyazaki's last film. It was a very serious film. The Wind Rises, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not the kind of film that's going to get kids in cinemas like, <clears throat> mm. you know, his previous efforts did. And I think he's got three or four of the top ten most successful films ever in mm. Japan. But it's not happened lately. So they're, they're right. losing money. And I think, yeah. But it's sad. I mean, it, who knows if he'll, they'll come back. Or they might come back a very different beast. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did embrace... CGI or 3D or something. Well, I mean, bear in mind, they did, they did work well, on yeah. Nino Kuni, right? Yeah. You know, they... It's it's unclear. I mean, I assume they did the character design, but we've never really gotten to the bottom of how involved they mm. were in that because it was certainly pitched as, you know, a collaborative effort. But when you get into the game, there's lots of CGI cutscenes and there's maybe about, I don't know, six, seven, five, like less than five minute, like two minute animated drawn sequences mm. that were clearly done by them. And I just don't know how involved they were in the rest of it. And it doesn't really seem to have been established. But, you know, there's been mutterings about another, about a follow-up. I think the big thing for them, um, and certainly something that's been drawn out, is their licensing and marketing departments. You know, their stuff sells so well. 
yeah. you know, if they want to go into curating that kind of stuff instead of developing new properties. Because obviously they then also have to acquire the licenses to work on established properties. They don't really very often establish mm. original stuff. Mm. So it, it's tricky, and especially, I think, you don't know how much Miyazaki oversaw all of that. And that, you never know, there could just be a massive power vacuum now, as you say, if no one's, no one's there. But we've seen kind of Disney and uh, Embrace computer-generated animation. And yeah, I watched. Um, I started watching some of The Lion King with Scarlett on holiday. It does look really old. Mm. Like I don't know what the last. What was the last kind of traditionally hand-drawn animation they did? <sighs> well, didn't the, Princess, the and, Princess the and the Frog? Yeah, that, yeah. They, that, but that was them going back to it. Actually, they, right. They, that, they, yeah. was, was, was Mulan oh, one of the later ones? No, oh, was, there was stuff after that. Like oh, was mm. it on the range? That was the one that tanked on the range. Was it? Yeah, the, yeah That yeah. was the one that like stopped, halted Disney traditional animation for quite right. a long while. I mean, just double check on this. Isn't there? Really, I don't know. I think you've got to move with the times a little bit. And <clears throat> computer generated stuff actually improves animation. So it looks incredible. Some yeah. of the stuff, like you know, I've watched Frozen probably fifty times. Yeah. And you know, it's a, a, a beautiful looking film. It really yeah. is. You know, the production on that. F- movie is incredible and japan is. bloody love that oh, everybody yeah, loves it. it i was They're in like charts for like 19 weeks yeah. in japan that's crazy they've released a they've released a um frozen themed playstation 4 in japan oh. they have yeah which is <laughs> and honestly you cannot get uh, an place. elsa costume for love nor money as dan creeper knows having <laughs> sat next to me oh god i, every I, morning. I, went, I went to a disney store every morning for about a month trying to get one I, I got one. For yourself. But well, they're selling for over 100 quid. Well, when we were at E3, you were. And you, look, you, were and you looked one, rubbish you? in it. I know. What do you mean? It's just a little bit small. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Chris, I think, you re- I think you reviewed the last um, Disney movie, and we did quite a lot of coverage on it on IGN before my time, actually. Which one? I think it's like um, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I didn't review it. I did not review it. But I like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I don't think it was great, though, by all accounts, the film. Um, but yeah, this, that's sad times, though. Really yeah. sad. So From yeah. Up and Poppy Hill was the one that you sent me to see. And I got to do an email interview with Goro Miyazaki, who's the... And so he came, he didn't do very well, mm. went off for a bit, came back. It was all... So I don't know. I'd I, I kind of be interested to see what he, happens to him next. But, you know, uh, Disney survived after Walt Disney's death. It, it can be done. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Lucasfilm. George Lucas hasn't died, but... I think they've always... <laughs> they've, they've seen more forward-thinking companies, I would say, though, mm. than Ghibli have. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Anyway, I think we should really move on to probably the the biggest the news of this week. Bloody hell! Brace yourself. I've seen this written down, but I actually Ooh. don't know what it is. This is quite exciting to me. <laughs> so um, I get too excited. <laughs> yeah, don't know. Blake Blake Harris, who is the author behind the forthcoming book Console Wars, the Console Wars book. I think that's the one that um, the Seth Rogen movie is based on. Right. And isn't he, he is isn't he in the Inbetweeners? <laughs> I don't think it's not Blake, Blake, Blake Harrison. Blake Harrison. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Blake Harrison. Blake Harrison. A genuine renaissance man. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he, while he researching the book, he's unearthed a Nintendo character guide which dates back to 1993, which reveals the official full name of the beloved anthropomorphic dinosaur Yoshi. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he is called T. Yoshisaur Munchki Koopas. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Let me try again. T. Yoshisaur, Muncha Koopas. Which leads to the wow. inevitable question, what does the T stand for? Yeah. Like you've, you've, you've resolved a, a mystery. Yeah. Could be Tony. Could be. Could be Tyrone. Could be Tina. Let's not do this. Let's not go through every name beginning with T. Um, so yeah, the, what do you think about that? He's been held captive in an egg until Mario... Um, bopped along and rescued him. Instantly, the young dinosaur and the plumber became fast friends. Now you've mixed, Together, you've they set out to rescue Yoshi's dinosaur pals from the wickedness of Bowser. So this is the description taken from the character guide, which also gives a genus to Mario, who is not Homo sapien. He's Homo Nintendo... No, Nintendo... Nuss. Yeah, that took us a few takes when we yeah, did the news that's video. What on what Homo Nintendo... What? Homo Nintendo... Nintendo-ness. 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 Ooh, Nintendo-ness. You know what? It's even harder when you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. does that mean he's not Italian? Um, I well, think Latin. What? Mario or Yoshi? Mario. That's well, Latin, isn't I don't it? Know. He's saying he's not human. Yeah, but he could still be... A variant on Homo. Yeah, he's, he's still related. I think Homo, obviously, is still related to the same overall species as us, but a slight different genus. Okay. I just think it's all a made of old codswallop. What, you mean this wasn't done by Carl Linnaeus? Um, anyway. 
Is, it, is this has this all been made up? I to think get, everyone, to get his books I think, I think it's all made up. <laughs> I think the whole thing's made up. I don't think I think Yoshi'd eat Mario. If I'm quite honest, why? He's a dinosaur. dinosaur. They can't deny yeah. their nature. They can't deny their no, nature. But and, they, and you know what? Then he poop him out as a little egg. Eh? I've all, seen it. I've seen it. Out. Not I've all dinosaurs eat meat, though. What? Not all dinosaurs eat meat. I know. Uh, Chris, you know he's not a Vegisaurus. You not? Is he's he not, not a Vegisaurus. He couldn't. He wouldn't sneeze on you in a friendly way. He's Yoshi. He's really he's, friendly. He's enemies, don't, and then barfs out fire. You could have called him by his full name. He said T Yoshi saw Munchakufus. Munchakufus. I'll just call him T. Big T. Big T. Right. There we go. Anyway, that's it for this oh, week's can news. Can we end it with the serious news? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Educate and inform. That's no, nice. you always have a bit of fun at the end of a news bulletin, don't you? Oh, you do? Lighthearted. Oh, yeah. Finally. Kitten stuck on tree. Water skiing, ski- squirrels. <laughs> what? I don't know. It went wrong for me. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, next week is Gamescom. So most of us will be flying out to Germany. Sorry, Chris. You won't be. Yeah, it makes a change, doesn't it? I'll just hold the fort down here on my bloody own. Well, you're good at doing it, and that's why I, I know that everything will be perfect by the time we come back. Of course it will. But while we're away, we're going to see some very exciting games. So we thought, before uh, ahead of uh, Gamescom itself, we'd talk about the highlights that we're most looking forward to. Mm. So, Luke, your very first Gamescom. It is my very first Gamescom, yeah. So, the, well, the first thing you need to know is you will be shocked by the number of people that are there. So, unlike E3, for those who don't know, so it's yep. it's consumer focused as well. So, there's the consumer. So the first hall? day is trade. Uh huh. So it'll be and that's quite the Wednesday. Quiet, and be, oh, this is very pleasant. And then they open the doors, and it will be nuts. Bedlam. Yeah. Right. I'm actually seeing Bedlam on the second day. So. There you go. Hey. What 10 a.m. and the doors yeah, open? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what are you most looking forward to? Ooh. So stuff that I know I'll see. So I'm, I am seeing Mortal Kombat. Um, lovely Daniel has let me see that. So I'm excited to see that because I haven't actually had a chance to play it yet. To, you didn't see it at E3? No. Okay. Um, I didn't get a chance to go around Warner's uh, booth. So pray tell, why are you so excited about it? I'm excited because they're definitely going to announce a new character. Or maybe several new characters. Um, but it's a, big, it's a big shift in terms of the way the game works and the fact that there's three different characters. Because usually, for me, I like, I've said this before, but I like it for the story. So I like just playing through the story mode. If there's one character that I can't use, maybe a different style I will be able to use. Um, but also just the character reveals what that means in terms of uh, you know, the storyline because certain characters have been absent from past versions that may be brought back. Um, I, I'm just really looking forward to it. It looks beautiful. I'm looking forward to kind of talking to some developers behind it and see what they, how they came up with some ideas. Yeah. So that's stuff that I know I'm going to see. Yeah. That I'm excited about. Um, I don't know. On the whole, in terms of other things, uh, I'm kind of disillusioned with the console games for a little bit because they keep delaying them. And so, but you're disillusioned with the delays rather than. I was no, to say we're only what yes, like, nine, nine months into a new generation. But, but you know. Uh, I can already name games that I I want that are definitely not going to be out for a year. Yeah, I'm I'm actually struggling to name games that I want that will be out within six months. And Evolve slipped to next. Evolve year. slipped as well. Um, times. You know, Destiny. I'm looking forward to, but it's just there's just not that much. And I think anything that gets announced now, mm. it's going to suffer from a hype trail that's perhaps a little bit too long. Um, so yeah, but you look at Far Cry that was announced what in April May yeah. yeah and that's coming out this year so that's, yeah, a, that's a really short it's true well, until it gets delayed until it gets yeah. delayed there, oh, there gosh, could be I some really good things not. and then the only other thing um, like Blue Sky Thinking um, I'd quite like to see an update on Final Fantasy 15 or Kingdom Hearts 3 because both of them were missing surely they'll save those for Tokyo Game Show yeah I, that's what I'm thinking. Well, both I think what's going to happen is we're probably going to have news about Final Fantasy XIV expansion, and that's going to be their Final Fantasy fix. Um, and then I'd also quite like to see if Guild Wars 2, because I recently got back into that in quite a big way, if they've got any expansions coming. So that's everything I'd like to see. There you go. Really. So you've been the man at the centre of it all, organising appointments for everyone. Yeah, I've, been, I've been knee-deep in the spreadsheet. <laughs> I've got really good at Excel. Good. Honestly, conditional formatting. That is oh. sexy. It's magic. He just automatically changes colour depending on what you put in the box. It's good. Getting aroused, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given myself some good appointments. That's, you said the <laughs> That's how I've been rolling. The best games for you. No, this I'm weird. doing this. So this I what's really good actually doing the schedule is something you would consider a good appointment. Somebody else might not. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want some of these appointments. Yeah. I'm glad Luke does. 
Yeah. No, but he loves stuff that I don't like. So and that's the why we have a variety of different. What are you tastes? most looking forward to doing? What's the I've game got a one-hour behind closed doors presentation of Bloodborne. Oh, oh wow! An hour really focusing on the combat. Okay. Which sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, I'm really excited about that because we got to see a very brief glimpse was, of Bloodborne, yeah. probably like ten minutes. And it was really early. Yeah, really early. Unrepresentative because the difficulty wasn't on. So yeah. they were just walking around at leisure, showing you different mechanics, but not actually going into much detail because mm. the people demoing it weren't from From Software. Yeah. So they were giving you very vague answers. They weren't allowed to give you any more insight to the story. So this is an hour presentation on the combat in particular. So from from. I don't know yet. Okay. I assume, or at least people who can speak on their behalf. Yeah. And it's going to dive deep into probably a bit more of the story, yeah. how it differs from other previous Souls games. Um, and I just thought that game looked awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm a recent um, convert to those kind of games, but obviously this one ticks a lot more of my interest boxes, like the setting, high yeah. gothic, Victorian stuff, a lot of Lovecraft stuff in it. Yeah. And I thought what we saw from Brief Glimpse, it looked really cool. Yeah. But it, it didn't, we, as you say, it didn't yeah, really we, answer we, many we questions. We got an impression, but not much of an idea yeah. of how it'll actually be. Yeah. Uh, it looks a lot like Dark Souls, um, but obviously I want to see like wh- how far that comparison and similarity stems. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I'm also seeing No Man's Sky. And oh, I'm wow. looking forward to working out what that game actually is. So that's, I, that's one thing for me. It's like, as a technical achievement, it's amazing. Mind, mind-boggling. I still don't so get it. So I've heard... Um, little nuggets of what it's about yeah. in the run-up. Like in the last few months, there's been details leaking out, and you'll start. Everyone start on the edge of the universe, yeah. and you've got to work your way into the center pan- central planet, yeah. uh, because there's some mystery about what's on the center of the universe or your center of your galaxy. Um, so you've got to get there by go- planet hopping and upgrading your ship to get closer and closer to this thing, which is your destiny. Um, so maybe they'll tell you tell us more about what the actual game, the structure exactly, of the game right. is. They, yeah. It's brilliant. It's really interesting. But what's the game there? Well, that's because so uh, I sat through quite a long presentation with Sean Murray from Hello Games eighty three, and he was saying so he didn't say that the idea, the goal was to get to the center of the universe or the galaxy or whatever at that point, but he did say you've got to go and it's achieve good. something and to do that you've got to upgrade your suit you've got to upgrade yeah. your so there's got to be some impetus um, there otherwise you just wander around go, yeah. actually I'm done with yeah. this Kills this is a nice planet you've got but, to be something pushing you forward but to in explore. terms of upgrading how you do that is up to you so you yeah. can do it by mining valuable ores or you can go by being a pirate and shooting people yeah. so how you get that resource to upgrade is the variable I guess but I still like. How does it all pull together? I, you know, I don't know. So that I think that's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah. So and yeah. So unannounced games as well. Yeah. I think so you we know there are going to be some. more, aren't you? Well, uh, we know that there are going to be some unannounced games. There are known unknowns, and then yeah. there are unknown unknowns. That's right. Well, I think the problem with Gamescom is it is relatively close to E3. Mm. And a lot of developers spend so much time getting their games ready for E3 that there's very little time to actually do anything with that code. I think it's very different between. this year. Yeah. I mm. think the, the scale and the scope of the show and it's standing yeah. within the kind of calendar window, like the calendar, sorry, is has really grown. And yeah. they're now using this as a platform to make real meaty announcements. Yeah. Like, there are unannounced games coming from major publishers yeah. at the show. We yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. We don't know what they are. We maybe know a couple. We knew that Rogue was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that leaked... And, but even stuff that we kind of know, like Quantum Break is going to be properly revealed at Gamescom. Yep. In the trailer that they released in May, um, the head of Remedy Games said, Gamescom is going to be our event. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a really big stage and you yeah. get a lot, what we say about E3, you get lost in the kind of the din yeah. I of think, all I th- those announcements. I think, you, yeah, you, get, you could own it. Like Gamescom is getting a bit bigger. And also the big thing that I kind of feel as... I mean, obviously, we're uh, you know a games media website, but then you look at like the increased success of YouTubers and things because mm. it is a consumer show. I think publishers do feel there's much more; they have much more ability to control the message, get you know kind of consumers hands on with a really yep. refined bit of code, send them home and send them you know tweeting, Facebooking it, just saying how good it is, and word of mouth. So I actually think they are viewing it like publishers viewing it as much more as oh an opportunity yeah. as opposed to E3 where you know we can see through stuff like that quite quite easily but yeah. I think that's not to say they're trying to deceive anyone but it's just yeah. kind of a more 
refined message. Yeah, because I'm, so I'm seeing Dead Island 2, which I saw at E3, but the code I saw at E3 was already like nine months old. Mm. Uh, and so they sat me through like probably a 25-minute demo of the game, which focused purely on combat, and it looked ropey. And then right at the end, they said, oh, but this is what the game is going to look like, and played 30 seconds of video. And I was like, well, why don't you just show the game running like that? Because that looks good. So that's what we're going to see at Gamescom. And it's the same, like, I mean, I'm seeing Blizzard, right? And Blizzard didn't really have a presence at mm. E3, you know? And Blizzard traditionally don't do anything outside of BlizzCon, really, but they themselves are making the decision to come to Gamescom, yeah. which is a huge, a huge shout for them. Um, well, they, they always you know. have a big presence in the consumer area because uh, yeah. um, it's just really big, and they always mm. have, like, loads of, like, pods and people playing. Like, I, think I suppose they, they have BlizzCon. had a huge presence last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they yeah, have yeah. BlizzCon for... Um, the American audience, I suppose yeah. this is a chance for them to reach their European kind of fan base. But I just think that, again, the fact that we are having kind of press stuff as well is yeah. quite quite telling. It's definitely not what it used to be. Yeah. But I think for me, the chance to see more Metal Gear is always exciting. Mm -hmm. Phantom Pain, again, saw a very long mm -hmm. demo for that E3. Mm -hmm. Interested to see what else they show on that without kind of too many spoilers. And then Batman, which I haven't actually seen yet. Well, I've mm. seen it in videos, but I've not actually seen it running. It, is it hands-on? Yeah, I right. believe so. Um, I'd, I that wouldn't mind having a glimpse at where the Order 1886 is now. Mm. So obviously it got delayed. Um, I went to an event, I think in January, when you know Colin Moriarty wrote up a piece saying you know it looked a bit ropey and it did look like it had technical issues, taking it back a bit. Um, yeah. And so I'd be interested to see where that is because that was one of the you know powerhouse PlayStation exclusives that they were trumpeting, and now yeah. they've gone a bit quiet. So. Yeah. I think that could be interesting. Chris, what are you looking forward to? Just an empty office? Yeah, just a break from you lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward enough. to recording a podcast on my own here where I just sit Good. here, just stream of consciousness, yep. saying whatever comes in my head, eating a few donuts. Nice. Just, yeah. Well, the good thing is we're live streaming from Germany, so you can mm, watch all of our pretty um, I'm, faces. I'm busy. Are you? I've got to okay. get my head down and write some nice features. Oh. Well, if you get... If you get lonely, pop yep. on the live stream. Okay. And we'll be on there. Will you, will you say, if I ask you to say a little code word for, will you say it? It depends what it is. Sausages. If there is a way of getting mm. sausages in, mm. I will try and oh, say I'll sausages. Know, I'll know it's for me. <laughs> Anyone out there will know it's for me. I'm going to see Sausage Simulator, so. Exactly. Easy, We're in Germany, easy, right? Easy. So uh, <laughs> that's probably quite yeah, an easy way. All the breakfast you can. For better or worst. Uh, whatever. Anyway, Quite good. so that's it. Yeah, Gamescom will be all over IGN next week, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, Shall we move on to reader feedback? Yes. So we thought we'd kind of start by just saying a little thank you to all the people who sent us nice messages. In after our nasty message. After our na Well, any feedback is good feedback. You're right. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so thanks to David Freeman, uh, David Rowe, Chris Warnes, Natalie Harold, uh, Edward Lauder and Joe Paris. You all sent very nice messages and we love you very much. And also, um, uh, a group of people have started uh, an IGN UK Facebook page. They have, but page. we'll get to that. Okay. Are we, are we not going to read out all their nice emails? Well, we thought it might be a bit self-flagellating. Could have done one. Well, <laughs> um, again, I well, thought, look, we've read them all. Yeah, I've read them all. Yes, we have read all your emails, but we just yeah. didn't want to see... I've turned them into a little book that I read at night. <laughs> Seeing as the original email was all about our egos getting out of control, I thought maybe <laughs> read them. Would let that one pass. But yeah, so who's got the first piece? I do. This is from Leonard. Leonard says, I just wanted to be sure that Sad Dan is represented represented on episode 250. Mm. Most of his funniest moments are on episode 66, a compilation episode. Really? Um, his favourite parts regarding Dan are the story of the Greek god, the part where Dan explains how he never does use the fun guns and his hair highlights. Do you want <laughs> the, the fun guns is? Uh, is that well, what he calls his arms? Yeah. He never uses them. The, 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 he I've, seen uses him, them. I've seen him type. He definitely uses them. <laughs> the one that I remember was he was talking about a guy that he saw in the gym. Yeah, that's the was, Greek god, I think. Yeah, he was the... Was it, oh, yeah. The, the, I know this. He's like, he's he like Einstein Adonis. with the oh, bodybuilding yeah. world. I think is how he described it. Yeah. And it was just the most bizarre thing. <laughs> um, so Leonard would love Dan. He so says it would be brilliant to get Dan back on the podcast. The problem with sad Dan is that he's now serious Dan. He's corporate Dan. He's corporate man Dan. He, he's lost his sad sensibility. That's mine. That's mine. I've earmarked that one. Just for you listening to the audio version. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a, a box of donuts in front <laughs> of us. Right, that is totally mine. Calm, calm down. Even though you fingered it, <laughs> I'm eating that donut. Right. Can we I'm get right. back to the podcast? Yeah. yeah. I've got some. I'm eyeballing you, creeper. You uh, can have the one with nail polish on. 
Let's not eat on the podcast. It's bad. Uh, it's, we've it? done that, but we did that before and it didn't go well. Anyway. Um, no, uh, Dan, um, we will get him on, though. Yeah. He's agreed. I've got some Has feedback he? from Semi. Michael, uh, who says... He's interested to know how the podcasts are run. Does one person just run it, or are there lots of analysts shouting at you about <clears throat> demographics behind the scenes? Like, does he really think we've got people <laughs> no, analysing what I, we this do? Is the Honestly, of I, no, I think you 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 don't realise. I think I used to listen to the podcast, and you, yeah. I think you feel like it's a much more bigger a much bigger operation. Than what because our fingers well, are on the is in general. Let's not give away our secrets here. Yeah. But we should probably give some insight. Yeah. So the feedback, <laughs> as of like two weeks ago, is me, which is well, I would say silly. it's taken you about three months to get half decent at it. Thank you. And, um, it's, and it's not a hard job. Well, <laughs> you've just got to highlight some. I'm so often to number it. Off. Pick the good ones, leave the bad ones, and highlight what you want read out. Yeah. And, and, and the name them, and number them. Yeah. And then and oh, I haven't them. even highlighted the name. No, it's, it's oh. difficult. Well, that's I. It's okay, I can read a name without have it being highlighted. Thank you. I know, but it's for not it's, wanting too much handholding. Thank you, Chris. It just makes it it makes it flow better, which is what the listeners want. When we we're not looking around, where's <laughs> the name? That's what the focus group said. They, they prefer it when <laughs> it <laughs> flows. That's what they said. The, all the analytics are telling us because sometimes people don't put their full name at the end of an email, or sometimes it'll be in the email address, but it'll be a I, funny well, nickname. Well, I never know whether cause, <laughs> Sergeant Watter <laughs> because sometimes they have fake names. Good example. <laughs> Good example. Yeah. Um, is he really a sergeant? Yeah, he's he a, did that at the time. We, I know that, but I don't. I, don't, I was. I didn't actually. Know. He's a ranking member we, in the Watazi Army. Didn't we rank what? out? No, he's not. Didn't we read so, out another? Anyway, anyway. it is a joint yeah. effort. I would say. Yeah. If anything yeah. tends to go wrong, we blame Luke or Rich. But Pretty we all much. pitch in with yeah. ideas for what we what news we should read. Yeah. We come up with an idea for a feature about thirty seconds before we sit down. <laughs> we always say we're going to do it on the Monday morning. <laughs> and yeah, on the Monday morning we'll decide, and we yeah, never. Things do. change, Daniel. Yeah, we're Just, fluid. We're dynamic. What we've been up to. You'll notice that sometimes we don't do that because sometimes we don't do sod all for <laughs> the whole week yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other times we just talk about rubbish yeah rubbish yeah anyway Chris uh, I have an email from Paul Hope who says duck hunt duck hunt, duck hunt. Um, third email exclamation mark friend of the podcast yes please free gift probably not why did you highlight that bit Oh, because we did the whole friend of the podcast thing ages ago I thought that was a thing if you email in th- if we read you out three times aren't you a friend of the podcast I didn't I've never heard that. Oh, that was something I was told when I when I joined. Well, well, it must be something who? because maybe, because Paul's maybe. Paul's written in about it. Yeah, yeah. okay. It is a thing. It's clearly a thing. And does he right. get a free gift? No, I don't think that was ever part of it. You, you were right to say probably not. Then Paul dinner with uh, Luke Kamali. <laughs> don't want that. Come on. Uh, Paul says, "What are your opinions on Scottish independence? Do you anticipate a yes vote having any impact on the video game industry? Naturally, this isn't something tackled by mainstream media. Therefore, I turn to the so-called experts, <laughs> and I'm going to pass this one over to Alex. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've got no opinion on that. I, uh, if I'm 100% honest, I have no idea what the whole Scottish independence thing would mean, and I'm being honest. Well, I mean, presumably these tax breaks that they keep I don't harping know. on about would. It, bec- it might become a, s- a safe haven for all video game developers Maybe who migrate would. north. Do you think? Like Rockstar well, North. And they're already say, there. You've already they're got like, one of the rocking. biggest developers up there. I can't see how that would change anything with them, for example. Um, more so. proclaimers on game soundtracks? No. No. What's the biggest band to come out of Scotland? Basic rolling. Simple head. 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 Simple well, they were. They, they must have done something more recently than that. Scotland. Travis. Scotland about. Travis. Yeah, but again, Travis. they haven't done anything. But then they, yeah. So is Texas. Lulu? Is Lu- oh, <laughs> Lulu. Is Lulu Scottish? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, she was at the Commonwealth Clothing, so I thought she must be. Yeah, but so was Kylie. Yeah, because the next Commonwealth <laughs> is that. in Australia. Uh, Paul, my answer to you would be: We've not really given this much thought. <laughs> Uh, maybe you could let us know what your feelings are about how Scottish independence will Let's affect. open up to our readers. How do they get in touch, Chris? At the address. Which is? IGNUKPFAG. <laughs> <laughs> IGNUKFeedback at no. IGN.com. No, no. It's not. no. IGN underscore UKFeedback at IGN.com. Yes. At the top of your thing. I, I hope it is IGNPFAG, because <laughs> I don't know where that is. That's up there with trade all time bar. Is that all right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, a couple of them today. Coming to a soundboard near you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is from Stu Green, 
who um, has said that he's just got funding to start an independent game studio in Warwickshire called Bearded Pixel. Good he name. He currently has three people working there and has enough funding to hire one more person for the environmental art. So he's wondering if anyone's interested. I can yep. draw. We're right, all, we're all draw? interested. Yeah. Environments or people? Yeah, landscapes. I'm can like, you? I'm like, he's like Bob Ross. I can draw. I just, <laughs> you remember Bob I Ross? I just drew that while you guys were talking about Gamescom. I don't know, but that's what I drew. That's wow. like that that's, an environment? That's a person, not an environment. That okay, sorry, like, I can't get the job like done. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, he's wondering if any of our lovely listeners are interested. Um, they can email him at graphicsstew, and that's S-T-U, at hotmail.co.uk. And so just send him and he will happily... Surely they have to have some kind of qualification. Well, I'm assuming that he will then enter email correspondence to vet them before just offering them... Please, please, away. please, if you're serious... I don't know why I started talking like that. <laughs> Please, if you're serious. Oh, no, he's gone rogue. <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll tell you what is interesting. Can I finish my sentence? Thank <sighs> yeah. you. Don't just bombard him with toss. Okay. Uh, can I respond? Can I say yeah. congratulations to yeah. Stu for actually doing this? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. What what an awesome thing to achieve and good Suing luck with dream. it. And let us know how you get on as well. Is I wonder if it's an he used to work at Codemasters or something. Well, because like I was going to say Warwickshire, so yeah. Warwickshire um, is he in Leamington Spa? Because when I went to develop this year, one of the um, PRs there who represents a lot of indie thing. Apparently, they are referring to Leamington Spa as Silicon Spa now because there are so many startup game companies there. Playground are based there. There you go. Fort we do Fort, so, um, yep. And I lived there when I went to uni. So a very nice place, part of the world. And uh, the mayor of Leamington Spa is the mother of someone who used to work here. Yeah. Yeah. Goldie's mum. Goldie's, Goldie's mum. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Not Goldie the dog. No. Or the, or the British R&B star. He gets my train quite often. Really? He's not R&B. My mum used to see him at Chamonix. Yeah, yeah, no, Jungle. Really, uh, jungle. He's, is he not? R&B. My mum used to see him at Chamonix. James Bond star. Yeah. Goldie. Yeah. Bond villain. Yes. Was that the Madonna one he was in? Down the other day. I can't remember which one it was. Well, it might have been a the Brosnan. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I think. Or the world's not enough. Does it matter? Yes. They they melded into one film. Anyway, so he's he's quite old, but he still dresses like a child. <laughs> what the <laughs> dog? He was on Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> as well a couple of years ago. Goldie. Yeah, he went out really early. What the dog? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good at the fox shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I Excellent. Didn't you get an interview opportunity with the dog that won Britain's Got Talent as well? Not an interview opportunity. Yeah, I think it was. How, talented, no. oh, wait, wait, how talented was this dog? <laughs> yeah. uh, Just sitting there going, Pudsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, my, my friends released the Pudsy movie. We could have got, got Pudsy into the office to guest on the podcast and you guys didn't want it. I wanted him. <laughs> I don't remember this meeting. Not to guest on the podcast. Well, I, I think remember. our listeners would have liked that a lot. Right. Yeah. Pudsy's still here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can't he's a, hear him, but he's he He's done a whoopsie on the carpet. He's in his balls. He would, no, he's, tra- he's well-trained, Pudsy. He wouldn't do a whoopsie on the carpet. <laughs> no, but I'd ask him to. And, and then, then he would do it because he's well trained. Mm. He could, no, he could he, whoopsie on command. He has, he, has a, he has a stunt dog to do the whoopsies. Does he? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to win this award. Yeah. Please, please move on to the next piece of Okay, Rishi. Hello, Rishi. Says Duck Hunt. Um, I have a group of friends who insist that the best game ever is Call of Duty. And don't Which ever one? play. The first one. Just Call of Duty oh. in general, I think. And don't ever play anything else. Mm. How can I get them to play some games that aren't as generic? As this, I'm the same. I think Memphis Bell is the best film ever, and I never watch anything else. You're always going on about no, Memphis Bell. Always. Bloody love it, don't you? Don't so know. my missus watched Pearl Harbor, and she liked it. I'm oh, oh no, I know. She, she even said, "You've told me that this film is so rubbish that I've not watched it." And it was on telly the other day. It's and it's terrible. I know. She watched the whole thing till like, oh. like half eleven oh. at night. Even, be, even Ben Affleck it. talks about how bad it is, and I he's know. the star. Look. Should I anyway, divorce her? No, she's a nice should girl. You, but yeah, should but she you, likes. Yeah. Should you be an evangelist for things that you like, or should you let people probably dwell? If they like Call of Duty, should you just let them like it, or should you try and expand the horizons of your friends? The problem. Well, I, think that's, I, think very I think that's two different things. If they're only playing one game, I think it would be good to 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 but, nudge them, nudge them in a direction I, to but, open their minds a little more. Yeah. But I if get, it's just their fa- if it happens to be their favorite game, that's all cool. But also, like that's where a game kind of tips into a sport. Mm. And it's like mm. a lot of people just play one sport and they just, they just like and they're well, good at one sport. don't play just one sport either. But it depends. <laughs> if they're only playing it for the multiplayer, which I'm assuming probably, probably not, aren't. it's really hard to switch from one to the other. Yeah. People specialise in that game. They get to know how it works. Certain reactions. With it. And stuff. Okay, and next question. Should I get Last of Us on PS3 or PS4? 
PS4. Well, if you've got PS4, get it on PS4. There you go. Although, turn your resolution down a little bit. So, so it's but, you get it, but you get the DLC in bundle. You do. You get everything. And you get photo mode, which Krupa loves. They're taking those photos. Ross Miller. Uh, I recently oh, dug yeah. out my Dreamcast and lots of great memories came flooding back with a particular highlight being Shenmue. Uh, groundbreaking. Why have you just highlighted that word on its own? <laughs> groundbreaking. I got, I, got, I, got, I got confused. A living, breathing world well before the series like GTA and Assassin's Creed. My issue is that the game was a trilogy, but only two games were ever made. So my question to you is, what game or series has left you with a horrible, incomplete feeling, be it TV, movie, or game? I've prepped for this. Go on then. Okay. <laughs> so have I. Come on. Good. Um, so I was going to say a Joss Whedon uh, one, but not Firefly, because everyone says Firefly, which ended prematurely. I'm going to cross out Firefly then. There you go, Firefly. <laughs> but every, everyone says Firefly, and then they, they rounded that up in um, Serenity. But I actually, the last season of Angel, which was the spin-off of Buffy, mm. um, but then kind of became its standalone, uh, Joss Whedon had some other projects in the pipeline at the time and apparently the way US TV shows at the time were renewed they did it in two waves and he wanted them to guarantee that they would give him a renewal in the first wave um, and they said well we can't and he had some other projects on the back burner and he basically tried to play hardball with them and said look you either renew it in the first wave or I'm done <coughs> and um, and they basically refused to do it but they did say to him look we'll renew it in the second wave and he said fine no I, I, I told you and um so he ended the series prematurely. So he ended it. It was meant to span more series, but so a lot of the endings feel really rushed. And he was building up threads that were going to span a couple mm. of series, characters who you know had died or stuff was going to happen to them, all going to come back, and all of this. Um, and it just all got cut very short, and things had to change. And um, it was really starting to find its feet as a very because it started off as a spin-off from Buffy, but it became a very very different show by the end. And um, yeah, I just feel like it was killed a little bit before it's time so I think probably Angel is the big sadness can anyone else answer that question with just the title of the show (laughs) so uh, that was that was good it was comprehensive yeah thank you Uh, Rainbow Six Vegas the end of that game uh, well it doesn't feel like the end of the game the the last quote in that game is uh, this ain't over by a long shot so you think okay there's another level and it just cuts to a screen that says to be continued you've got to wait for Rainbow Six 2 (laughs) which came out a year later or something like that it's like what that's really annoying. That At least goes. it came out, though. Yes, that's true. Uh, and it's not the same thing, but disappointing endings, Arkham Asylum was mm. a brilliant game, but the mutated Joker was absolute tosh. Difficult, difficult. When but that's a different get... thing. That's bad endings. I know that. I know yeah. that. And that's why... We could do a I feature on that. Prefaced. We could do a feature yeah, that's on that, That's another talking point. I feel we've done that line. before. We've talked about... We'll do it again. <laughs> if we've forgotten, the listeners might have as well. <laughs> I can't even remember what we did two weeks ago. Because you weren't here. I know, my Mac. Absolute skin full of booze, that's the thing. <laughs> um, uh, there was a TV show called Rubicon that was on a couple of years ago. It's about the drink. It was uh, 24, but without the action. That it was all exciting. about, uh, like, it was very, very interesting. Is, is that just people in an office getting pissy with each other? Well, I mean, it, you're just filming it's, a clock. It's kind of like what it was, but it was very highbrow what they were talking about. I didn't really understand all of it, but that got cancelled when it was just getting good. Carnival. Did you ever see Carnival? Oh, I do know Carnival. Two seasons, weren't they? Yeah, mm. that got cancelled early. That was a very interesting That's show. That's a shame, yeah, I forgot about that. And there was something I really liked called How to Make It in America, which wasn't brilliant. It was basically Entourage crossed with Only Fools and Horses, and they cancelled it too soon. So those are my three. Um, I've gone with film. This, I've, I've interpreted the question again slightly differently than everyone else. <laughs> um, it's, it's films that almost felt like there was going to be a third one and they missed their opportunity to make it at the time. So it's never happened. And ever since there's always been that question like, oh, this should have been a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So um, Wayne's World 3. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gremlins 3. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, obviously, especially what's happened this week, and then also the most recent one. I always felt that it was going to be um, twenty-eight years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very surprised that hasn't happened. Yeah, it just feels like you're waiting for it. It's in prime to happen. Yeah, Danny Boyle talks about it even coming back. It just never happened. Bill and Ted would be a good one to add yeah, to that. It list. feels like a lot of these films just like could have had a third one if they capitalised on yeah. the moment yeah. and the yeah. momentum, yeah. and they left that a little bit too long, and it became That's impossible. Cool. I will add Mortal Kombat. And Ace Ventura to that list. I'll just put. I'll just come at the game. No, the films. I'll just put that in in pencil for now. Think about it. I don't think we needed another Ace Ventura. No, we definitely didn't. (laughs) Yeah, it just kept getting better and better. Or another Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, or whatever the heck they were called. They were. Ooh, good point. Maybe there should be a. No, there shouldn't. 
That's the point of it. Yeah. That's why you said that. Any more feedback? Yeah. Don't you have another piece of feedback? Um, Who read that one out? Yeah, oh. I do. From Kyle Barrett. Sorry, it's a hard one though because it's, one if, if I read it out just as it's it's highlighted, it wouldn't make sense. So that's difficult. Um, Kyle says, just wondering what your thoughts are on the announcement of the David Brent office movie. Um, he talks about the context of following uh, the faulty towers of the model of quitting while you're ahead. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, it was a good thing that Brent did that. He says, I'm open to the film as long as Stephen Merchant is involved because Ricky's most recent work without Steve, i.e. Derek, has been poor. Um, thoughts, guys? I don't think you should, you should do it. No. No. Um, Leave's moved on. Move I on. I, I think it's fine for him to do it if they do if they're clever enough with it I think you know for instance Steve Coogan has sustained that character Alan Partridge by doing different things each time he's brought him back and you and I talk about it like some of the stuff he did like Mid-Morning Matters mm. some of the best Partridge stuff is really really good yeah I do think doing this makes him a bit of a hypocrite though because he always cites quitting while you're ahead yeah and he's not done that so he's not stood by the principles that he always used to like like flaunt like yeah. oh yeah we quit while we're ahead only, there's only only 12 episodes of them and the Christmas specials well you, you're doing quite a lot with him now yeah um, yeah I, I worry about 90 minutes of David Brent it's that cringe comedy isn't it and how yeah, much yeah. of it you can take well, and I can take it with Partridge I don't know how long I can take it with with Brent because even when it's like I, a 45 minute episode I, I, I find it really hard to the Brent character though it's, it's when he fancies himself as a bit of a philosopher as well that's not necessarily cringe comedy I, it, the little grins at camera though are fine for half an hour but if yeah, yeah after okay. an hour and 20 minutes if he's still doing the little well yeah, yeah. I saw him in concert was that a few months ago now and I wonder if they were filming back scene the stage stuff at those concerts yeah. and the whole thing will be he's got all this redundancy money yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. Pl- he's ploughed it into the going yeah. on tour around Britain like mm. funding his own tour yeah, um, he's working for a cleaning product company at the moment. Yeah, that's what he does in the Christmas specials. Um, can I ask you a question, Alex? Who does he tampons? That's, uh, <laughs> that's quite... But as, as uh, Kyle says here, it's not been highlighted, but it is an interesting point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he talks about the fact that Tim and... They mentioned that Tim and Dawn might pop up in it. That'd be great. But their story was Done. so wonderfully tied up at the end of the Christmas special. With, with Alison Moyet singing. Do we need to... Yeah, only you. Do we need to revisit it? Like, yeah. it was just a perfect little TV moment. That is a good point. Thanks for highlighting that, Chris. Yeah, it's a shame it wasn't highlighted officially. And finally, Jamie Martin has written in to say, just to let you know that since you shouted us out a couple of days ago, the iGen UK podcast group on Facebook has grown to over 100 people and is gaining more momentum every day. The atmosphere in the group is just like the podcast and it's great to meet other lovers of the podcast and <laughs> gamers from our fair nation <laughs> and around the world. I like you took a little breath after that. Um, and then, yeah, so he I'm says... I'm all for people meeting up on there and just making love. So the link because is... Because of us. Because of us. Make <laughs> love, not, <laughs> while thinking of us. Make love, not podcasts. <laughs> I'm glad we're making podcasts. www.facebook.com slash group slash IGN UK podcast if you want to get involved. And why should, wouldn't you? Should get involved. What's going to happen on there? <laughs> I don't know. People are going to share their favourite It's going to be like Grinder. As long as it's not... Yeah, as long as, as long as this isn't some sort of sting operation. Anyway. I'm going to create a profile and join and just mess with them. I love Grinder. move on Can we all to, do that? To the games and films out this week, shall we? Only one game out this week, Ultra Street Fighter 4, which scored a 9 out of 10 on IGN. Whopping, a stonking 9.0. It is the best version of the genre-defining fighter, according to Vince Incognito. That's not his name. Can't pick him out of a lineup. Uh, It's amazing. So uh, it's got loads of new content. It's very, very perfectly balanced. uh, And loads of new characters. So if you like Street Fighter, you will love it. There you go. Movies? High praise indeed. I just remembered I forgot to look up the third film. So the third film this week uh, is, I think it's called In God's Pocket. It's God's Pocket. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is it his last film? Do I, no, it's not his last He's film. Hunger okay. Games, isn't it? I, th- I might be able to Toronto to see his last film, actually. Oh. Uh, called The Drop with Tom Hardy. Um, and Hunger Games. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think John Slattery directed it. Am I right in thinking yeah, that? I think so. And Christina Hendricks is in it as well. Is it that one? Yeah. And <laughs> Tom Butler used to be on the uh, podcast. Said it's, I saw it the other day. He said it's a bit slow. Right. There you go. Uh, we've the official got... uh, non-IGN review. <laughs> I was meant to look it up, but then I had to get the in-between his review up. Okay. I was in a rush. Uh, planes. planes Planes, Fire and Rescue. Did anybody ask for a sequel to Planes? Uh, no. Well, no. John, did Lass- anyone... John Lasseter did. Well, he was drunk. Did anyone ask for a spin-off from Cars? No. But Cars was hugely successful. It What's was. Planes? coming. Uh, not really, but it was, so, it, was, yeah. it was just a 
quick release. Uh, but we have a review on the site. Um, who uh, Jim says it's a marked improvement on its predecessor, with a better message and production values. Um, and he said it's a heartfelt but formulaic tribute to heroism. And I guess if they're rescuing people from fires, that's what that's talking about. Very noble. Very noble. And the in-betweeners too, which we touched upon earlier in the film. Podcast. Uh, podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we just stop now? So, same as before. A few funny moments. Yeah. It's Australia rather than Malia. Yeah. A few Australian ter- stereotypes laughed at. Yeah. Uh, How many rather- times are the words clunge said? It, there's not a huge amount of clunge in it, actually. Really? Bance is the word that seems to be in this really? one a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's making fun of the fact that they use the word rather said, than... The, some negatives there's there. Some, yeah, there's some misogyny in it that I found a little bit disturbing, actually. I mean, it's not like girls are uh, sort of painted in a good light in the show anyway. But along the way, there are some nice girls that they meet. They just don't have any luck with them. Right. And in the last film, you know, they hooked up with a couple of nice girls. They met a nice group of yeah, girls. Yeah, uh, in this film, all the girls are awful, including the girl that Simon hooks up with, who he's now dating. And she's just the most unpleasant person. She's really and nice And it makes no sense film. that this nice girl from the first film would just yeah. suddenly be horrible. It's just to like f- push the plot forward. But I just... To make him single again. I don't presumably. know. Found, yeah. Right. I, it, yeah. I found it all a little bit unple- that side of it unpleasant right but that said I still laughed a lot and so out of the three films In Between Is Two yeah well, I don't know much about one of them anyway <laughs> okay, there you go. In Between Is Two highly recommended from Crystal yeah uh, that's it for this week's podcast uh, thank you all thank you and, thank you, uh, you. Uh, we'll be back we will be back next yeah. week not with you but we'll Sandy. be well, we've committed to it now we're coming I'm live from in- Germany not live we're not live but, but we won't be dead either so we will be in Germany, but without donuts, and I'm going to go and eat a donut now. So bye. Cheerio. Bye, bye guys.